Where's the overflow crowd? The overflow crowd. They're waiting outside. Everyone's eating a toy. About our obsession will make us laugh and smile. So let's explore the dark forest and dark down for a while. All right. Yeah. Here we yeah. are. Welcome. Welcome to the Dork Forest, ladies and gentlemen. It's another live The Dork Forest here at Nerd Melt, uh, which is the Meltdown comic book store in Hollywood, California. The Nerd Melt, of course, is the um, the theater gallery in the back of Meltdown Comics on Sunset. So it's very exciting. Uh, of course, Patrick Brady. We got Zach working the audio. Well done, Zach. Good work. You can applaud. Sure. Applaud for Zach. He needs to hear it. And then Patrick, who never gets to hear it. Uh, Patrick Brady fixes the audio once it goes into post-production. That's what we call it in the business. And hmm? uh, Yeah, yeah. Post, post-production. Hmm? Uh, possibly. It actually might be called production. I'm uncertain. Uh, huh? huh? I don't think it's post. And then... Vilmos does the website, and Mike Rickberg just sang the song you heard. He'll sing again at the end, the Mexican hat dance. Sitting with me here at the Meltdown Comics, Mr. Andy Kindler. Ladies Thank and you. gentlemen, very exciting. Thank you. You know, let's just open with the fact that we both have new glasses, and oh. we, neither of us could be considered dorks. I wouldn't have, no. dressed, I wouldn't have dressed so hunky if I had known <laughs> this was a dork thing. You know what I like to say? Muggle, please. Yeah. That's what I like to say. What is that? I like to say, talk so to the hand young. hobbit. You're so much younger than me or uh, familiar with things that I don't know. Well, I'm, I'm, emotionally, I'm much younger than yeah. everyone. All it's, my uh, references are like Red Skelton. And, uh... <laughs> do, do you know who Brenda Lee is? Sure. I don't really know much of her, though. Okay. I could get, you, could, you could confuse me with her with the, uh, with the fever lady very quickly. Peggy Lee. Know. Peggy yeah. Lee. I wouldn't That's right. know. Sure. Exactly. Right. What about Ruth Brown? Have you ever heard of her work? Not familiar. Not, yes, I have heard of the name. And in the old days, I used to lie about everything. I used oh. to say, foreign, ask me if I saw foreign This is Andy at 25. Did you, do I ask me if I watched a lot of foreign movies? Uh, the, the which movie? Any Fo- foreign films. Foreign films. Yeah, oh, have you I, ever seen, a, 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 do you watch a lot of A foreign lot films? of them. I do. A lot of them. Very familiar with them. Very familiar with them. <laughs> Very you familiar. spent a lot of time uh, doing yeah. Cinema Paradiso. Did you ever see that one? That one I actually did see. That's, one of, the, that's one of the few foreign films I have seen. Do you know why? Because it was cheerful. And it wasn't, it wasn't a sad sack film. Spoiler alert. He burns down uh, the cinema. Spoiler alert. <laughs> the best thing was the cuts on the end. Feel free to fast forward. Uh, so, um, no, don't do that. Don't do that. Please. I, I actually was going to one time watch all of the AFI movies on fast for, uh, the top 100 on fast forward. That's, Just a, because sl- I was that's a slow year, Jackie. <laughs> Well, it didn't happen, only because um, I couldn't, because people always say, what do you mean you never saw, insert one of the top 100 movies of whatever. Uh, And that's how they sound. And that's how they sound. And I couldn't, I wasn't, so I was like, okay, fine, Citizen Kane. Okay, Sod and Bugs Bunny, next. Taxi Driver. Oh, okay. Uh, It's been made fun of a thousand times by Hack Comics in the 80s. Next. Uh, You know, I mean, like, every I'm walking here. Is that the right one? (laughs) It's like, you're looking at me. Oh, you're looking at me? Yeah, yeah, that's Taxi All Driver. Right. Raging Bull, still haven't seen it. Understand that there I was a lot of one. art going on. Uh, so Saw it, have it, saw it, need it. That's from uh, collecting baseball cards. Have it, have it, need it, oh, have right, it, right. need it. Yeah, yeah. Did that's, you collect baseball cards? I certainly did. I'm probably at 20 or 25 by the time, after 12 or 13 years of doing it. Oh, no. You uh, I was never good at just anything. Just rares. You, just very you're not, bad. You're not good at collecting? Jerry Lumpy was a player who I, I constantly got his card. And I don't know. <laughs> 
Jerry Lumpy. You got Jerry Lumpy? Yeah, I got Jerry Lumpy. I'm looking for a Mickey Mantle first year or, or a Babe Ruth or something like that. Nope. I have a Hank Aaron. I, but I have a, I have a Bud Harrison. You have a Hank Aaron, really? Yeah, from the Brewers from 72. That sounds wrong. I know. I don't I, even think that's the right team he was on. Yeah, he was on the Brewers. He was, he was in the Braves, Henry. on the Milwaukee Braves. I believe he was on the Atlanta Braves. And the, I have no idea why I know He was this. on the Atlanta... I can't believe it. He was on the Atlanta Braves. What are we looking at this crowd for? They don't know anything. They're dorks. Right. <laughs> they're, yeah, yeah. Uh, they're, there could be a sports dork out here. Well, you don't know. I have a new sports joke. You ready? Uh, yep. Uh, one, I, I, my, I realize that one out of every five of my jokes works. So if I was a batter, I'd be batting 200. <laughs> right. You, you know what that means? What? I better be a good fielder. Am I right, people? <laughs> <laughs> that is baseball related. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That is inside. That's literally inside baseball. It is an inside. It's congratulations, baseball dorks. Uh, you have been told a joke at. It's. Uh, I, have, I, I have a new joke where I'm working at. Um, You've been you, told a joke at. At. Have I you like ever been that. told a, a joke at? When you tell a joke at somebody, whether or not they want to hear it or not. My stepmother, the recipient of many jokes. That Look she at this situation. This is I know, dorky. That, that, that is tippy. That is tippy. We will eventually get to your dorkdom. But uh, do you say? Here's two things I want you to answer. That I, I will only interrupt every other sentence. Excellent. Uh, <laughs> Do you say killed it? That's recently. My nephew said killed it. Uh, my nephew As is four because I'm 23. But right. nephew said, you killed it. And I said, he must have gotten it wrong. But now people say, you killed it. Oh, I used to say, well. I killed. Now oh, they right. killed it. All right. What do you I, say? I believe I say I killed. Um, have you ever well, heard I killed it? I have heard I've killed it. And, but I'm, I'm also very humble. So what I usually say is. Oh, well, no, we don't ever say no, that. I'm I saying didn't. others say that. Right, right. You killed it. Yeah, we yeah. don't have to worry about our, our right. respective acts. I'm constantly saying things like, I think it went very well. And then they carry. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like an like interview for a job. Right, right. It's nice. I'm LinkedIn. How about you? Are you LinkedIn? What I, do you say? I just came up with a joke today. Uh, about uh, LinkedIn? This is another inside uh, baseball joke. I said that I just formed a new social networking site called LinkedIn. These are <laughs> okay. poker players. Players who don't like to raise. <laughs> Anybody? Any Hold'em players in the house? Uh, uh, L- a... Limping in is when you don't raise. So oh, I... that's a poker joke. Yeah, that's, you limped in. I limped in. So I, all of a sudden, I says to myself, limped in, boom. Let's keep writing. Did Eight you ever think more... to yourself, just you want to keep writing? Always, I just go right? right to my interactions. That's, that's all I do. <laughs> all I care about is my interactions, Jackie. Do you, right. do you check them? Do I, do, uh, Not just the mentions. Interactions. <laughs> who favorited this? Who favorited that? Eight more people retweeted this. Right. Oh, your interactions. You ever go to activity? That's all about other people. I, I hardly I don't ever understand go to that area. If it's not about me, that's what it's I'm not saying. Louis, C, Louis C.K. has 500,000 followers. Okay. And he follows nobody. He doesn't follow anybody. Nobody. So, so Does you he have say, lots of tweets? Well, then you could say, look, someone like, uh, like, for example, Zach's not on Twitter, but he has an official thing, and they announce his things, right? But Louis C.K., he says something, then he goes right to his mentions, and he, says, he <laughs> sees what other people say about it, right. and then he responds. Can there be it. any more self-involved human being in the world? There's not one other person in the world <laughs> he's interested in knowing what they're, what they're doing unless it relates to the thing he just immediately said. Well, it's don't you wish Marin had the guts to do that? I'm, I'm saying Ma- Louis C.K. Louis no, C. K. I know, I know, but but the thing is, is Marin has just said that he wants to be, he wants Louis C.K.'s career. No, he but, if he had, no, no. but if he had, but if he had, I'm, if, I'm saying let's, it's ridiculous. Let's speculate. He, he about wants the money. We all want the Louis C.K.'s money. We you, all want it. 
Oh, do we? Yes. Well, I don't want to rent. You own a house. I know. Oh, you, yeah. I know oh, what yeah. you're up to. Oh yeah, we we own in Van Nuys. Hold your applause. I remember when you. I remember when you bought too. Yeah, we bought at the top of the market. We're still upside oh, down. Oh, did you it's really? Pretty, we're, Why we're, am I laughing like it's, it's hilarious? <laughs> That's we. Yeah. How's that renting coming along? But don't you live somewhere fancy like Palisades oh, or Malibu? Me? West or? LA. I West don't want LA. anybody to feel bad. Okay. It's not far from Barrington and Santa Monica. I don't want you to, <laughs> people, please. Have you ever been to the Bombay uh, Indian restaurant uh, on on uh, Pico in between Barrington and Bundy? No, but I, I pass it many times. Now, that do they is have an open, Do they have an open it's mic? It's excellent. It's excellent. <laughs> who books that? Who Let books me tell that? you who books That's that. That's what we say all day long. They make who it books <laughs> that? My other <laughs> thing was open stage or open mic. That was the last question. Open, open. mic. But you come but from an area that was open stage. And let me tell you something. They don't even call it open mic anymore. They just call them mics. Seriously? Yeah, they're just going on to the mics. Look what doesn't play on the, on the podcast. I, well, I know. My it's goofy expression, Jackie. It's a- Jackie, I, am very, I have a, like a rubber, kind of a uh, uh, Charles Gorshin. What's his name? Gorshin <laughs> Charles. Frank, Frank Charles, <laughs> Frank Gorshin, like right. face. John Biner. I have a. I'm like an. I'm the you know Riddler. Who doesn't work on on radio? Mugging. But do it. <laughs> do it. It's a. You're, you're like. You're what like, if I strangled you? That'd be close. <laughs> Remember the uh, the ventriloquist on the radio? Who was that? Yeah, who, that was Edgar Burton. That was Edgar Who was, who was uh, what's her name's uh, mother? Yeah, How do I say what's her name? K- Not even his mother. Candace father. Bergen's mother-in-law. Edgar McCarthy. Was Edgar McCarthy. And, Char- right. and, uh, so it was. Yeah, there's a lot of. I think, yeah, there's a lot of things that can be done in this medium. Uh, mugging isn't one of them. Though there is sort of a canine <laughs> kind of waiting that can, you can do sometimes where you can kind of pant and people are like, oh, yeah, I had a dog like that. And, and they, can, they can kind of hear that you're laughing. They're like, huh? I'm waiting. It's that waiting that you They also love do. sound effects in the way. That's how the morning zoos. Oh, yeah. The do you want to be the weasel? I'm going to be Jackie. Do you want to be the weasel, Jackie? I'll and the be weasel? the weasel. Well, okay. have you seen Paulie Shore's last uh, special? It was maybe the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. Wow, no. No, I haven't seen Paulie Shore's the... last special. Do you have a sarcasm sound effect? <laughs> it's unbelievable. It is literally unbelievable. If you do nothing for the rest of your life, you have one more day on this earth, please see Paulie Shore's horrible last special. It'll <laughs> right. make you... And then I'll buy a wicker spice rack, because that's the last <laughs> thing I'm going to do before I die, is buy a wicker. wicker. Spice rack because I don't ever see the knee. I don't like wicker; it creeps me out. Uh, but uh, but uh, Paulie Shore also creeps me out. I I was there when he took a dump in the. I wasn't in the room, but instead of he wouldn't use the public restroom at the uh, Scott Hansen Comedy Gallery gig in Galtier Plaza in St. Paul in 1994, and he wouldn't use the public restroom, so he took a dump in the garbage can. In the that's an image that will always stick with you. Yeah, that's always why that. I'm trying said, to get it out of my head by telling all of you my, my condolences. Did he say, look at me, everybody. I'm going to go in the garbage can. <laughs> I hope he said, I'm just going to go. I because like I those. believe he's used the word dump, which I don't approve. Were you there? I was featuring for him. No, no, featuring, not, I mean, not no, for no, that act. No, no, I was act. not in the room. Not for that act, No, 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 he had his You, uh, can't, his you can't follow that. <laughs> You know what happened? Uh, Dane Cook, your hero, the guy you love more than anybody. He's, he's a genius. On Torgasm, which we all remember, he also did something similar. As a prank, he, uh, he did his business. I can't, I, I'm like, I used to have a joke. People go, do you like bathroom humor? I go, no. Right. You know, uh, when I was five, you know, I'd never been to the bathroom and said, wow, this would be a great show. Right. <laughs> oh, I do something like that. <laughs> oh, you do? Well, 
It's because because um, supposedly ladies are supposed to talk about their 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 body parts and, right. their, and their and their issues, but I never think about. <laughs> Uh, yeah. My issues, except for when things are issuing, and right. it turns out I'm never on stage when those things are happening. Yeah, so I don't need to. It's never hilarious offhand, you know. Like if if it's if it's over, well, the moment is over. It was kind of those you had to be there, and then you wouldn't <laughs> have wanted to have been there because I was having some sort of bodily function. Yeah, right, and so, some people love it. They can't get enough. People they, they, do love they it. Live, they leave the bathroom and they go. I hope uh, everything else outside the bathroom will, will be callbacks to the bathroom. <laughs> That's what they hope. And so, and so, uh, uh, Dan Cook in this uh, tourgasm, he does his business in a bucket, and uh, and he shows it to all the other comedians. It's hilarious. Oh, here's my thing about Dan Cook. I think he's fine. Quite honestly, he I is. Think that he he's is. Doing I, his... I wasn't saying anything otherwise. No. Well, I, no. The, people like him. Have you ever heard Frank Connor's yeah, joke Fra- about people writing? Like it. <laughs> people like it. It's a good like show. It. When he wrote for Sabrina, he Frank wrote for the Teenage Witch. FrankConiff.com. Mystery Science Theater 3000. Cinematic Titanic. Uh, trademark 2012. And uh, the but Dick Dipper. Uh, you have a kind of, you almost have an uh, you could almost have like an old seventies FM radio. You don't do it, but you could oh. almost go. Uh, uh, hey, how's it going there? We're gonna listen to some Eagles. Here's a, <laughs> here's the crazy thing. I was just in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, where that's I'm not from. that crazy so far. It better so, get way crazier. It's gonna get crazier because because music has not changed since 1989. Uh, all the music that they were playing reminded me of being uh, 11 to 18 years old because all they were playing was classic rock, and I'm driving around my hometown going. Oh, this is exactly what was playing when I lived here, and there's no new music. So. That's because we are whiter than a, than than the whitest. What's a white thing could be? Uh, the whitest thing ever, Martin Mull. Yeah, we're yeah. whiter than Martin Mull. And uh, yeah, and uh, and uh, dear Ab, as uh, <laughs> as Archie Bunker used to say. Uh, so we don't know. There's so many different types of things. There's the whole Latin scene. Oh, that's true. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. There is, there is a Latin There's hip-hop. Scene. We don't know anything. The hippity-hop. I listened to the hippity-hop back in 89. In 89, but there's right. been different people since then. No, no, I know that there's a lot of new work. Vanilla happening. Ice <laughs> and his later stuff. I think ne- I do a joke about Nelly and 50 Cent and Eminem, and I've actually had to... I, one time, I, I will admit this here, in, in front of God and everybody, and yourself who wrote this joke, which is essentially, uh, I think I said it, and one time, and right after I said, you could also insert uh, bands that are newer than that which is something that you uh, you've stolen my entire persona I, I see a lawsuit I own I any kind were... of commenting on the act I own that <laughs> I bought you. that last year I bought it last year when I think about litigation I think Andy Kindler because I'm a Jew right. why no. don't you say it Jackie <laughs> why don't you say it because I'm Armenian and that's what you think of because Armenians are you, always you know that uh, Arme- are you really Armenian I am so you like Fasulia you... and you like Dom- Doma and right you like, uh, and the Turks and, and you like uh, Lamajun 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 is uh, the yeah. Armenian pizza I was just going to make some with my Aunt Alice uh, when I was home, uh, but uh, she made choreg and gave it to me. It was choreg is what is that? Breadsticks. Oh, but how about the oh, that's so amazing! It's like it's kata. like you cook it in the oven that has sesame seeds on it. Yep, come on. It can seeds. or it cannot. In my Aunt Alice's case, she doesn't. Uh, she didn't have any sesame seeds. So now, I, what I have right now is I have a lot of choreg uh, shake. Which is a joke for you pot smokers out there. Hey, thanks for playing. Uh, so, because yeah, are crushed. there a lot of pot smokers out there? It, it I'm crushed. low. It's a, I don't. I don't smoke the pot. I know myself. you don't. You have you, seven to nine minutes so to talk to me, and then you... I then I fall asleep. Oh, is that what happens? That's what happens, and then oh. I wake up under a pile of coats. You don't I, drink anymore. <laughs> At the you party. don't drink anymore either, do you? No, I don't drink anymore. Did you used to drink, right? I, oh, I was like good a at fish. It. Oh, like a fish. Like, she used to call me up. Let me tell you something, you son of a bitch. I'm fucking funny. Oh, 
Can we curse on the um, podcast? Did, did I ever did I ever borrow money from you while drunk? You used to borrow you first of all, you were coming on to me every five seconds like a crazy woman. It's really well, in front of my wife. In front of your wife. Yeah, my, my and wife. And your girlfriend. Yeah, out of my at way, Sadie. You used to call her Sadie. <laughs> no, you were always very very That's respectful. I can tell a story about you once, but I don't know if you want me to tell it. You can tell it. One one time you called me from the road and said that you had met someone on the road and you never had a one night stand in your entire life. Oh, that would have been a lie. Really? I lied to you? That's oh. interesting. Oh, no. I'm a you, charmer. No, but this was the first one, or this was the oh, first the, time as a time. comic, First maybe. time in a long time. Oh, first as time. As a comic. Oh, that's true. Maybe that's what yeah, it was. That yeah. happened. Yeah. And I called you to tell you no, about you it? you didn't call me. I don't think we called in those days. Oh, we it never, it was, yeah, we, remember the time you actually sent me a snail through the mail? <laughs> I used to carry pigeons with me on the joke. road. And how did we a, communicate? How did we communicate? It might have been, uh, there was a story when I got the first time, here's too much information, the nine of you, and, uh, which is that uh, the first time I got laid with a comic, was uh, uh, and I did, and it had been a long time, and I called a friend of mine, and it might have been you, and, uh, or I told her when I got back that I had gotten laid. Now, you, you were, the thing that happened you're with right, you was you were, You're right. This you story were, is interminable. No, you were very excited about it. That you had been like a Not that females have to act one way and males have to act another way, but you but were they, saying they, to me like you felt like a, a oh, male comic on the road. Right, right, because those guys get laid like as soon as it's available. That's why you called me because I was Mr. Score back then. Right, when I think of a guy. It was, I think it was that one where, where, I got, where I had sex with a guitar comic and a friend asked me, um, she oh said, God. was it safe? Safe sex, and I said nothing is safer than a guitar comic. <laughs> and, uh, I love that. That's, uh, that was that was the joke, but it was of course also true. Why are you taking your cover off? Because of it's thing no now? longer hot. Wow! Uh, but it, it's probably very distracting. Hey, why don't we talk about the things that you love besides the thing? You love comedy. I mean, we've been dorking out big time about stand-up comedy. But we're in a comic book store, and you like like I met Peter Baggy. Do you know his work? I don't think it is Peter Baggy. Right, I think away, it right is, off the bat, I, I, I think it's Peter Bag. Bag. It's Bag. Anybody? Andrew? So, Andrew? Is it Peter Bag? The wrong nerd. Oh. His nerd. His dorkdom is IT. Matter of fact, episode fifty-eight. People listen to it. Uh, it's a hell of an episode. Uh, but um, is it an IT episode? Yeah. Oh, it's fifty-seven with- minutes of him going. Do you know what I'm talking about? Me going. Yeah, yeah. Until finally, right. I go. Actually, no, no. I have no idea what you're talking about. It's fascinating. Did he do ten minutes on Evernote and then four minutes on Dragon? <laughs> Uh, that joke is for him because uh, I don't know what those you don't have are. Evernote. Evernote is a is an app, if I yeah. remember correctly, that you can uh, that you can record and it's you can write. It's the greatest. Write. I wish they, I could, Do you they love would it? sponsor me something. Yeah, because oh. I'm always afraid of losing my uh, my uh, material. Your thoughts. You know, a, Your thoughts. I can't get this joke to work. About well, I listen to right wing. Uh, I don't listen to them, but you know, put the right wing uh, radio stations no, you, on. You hear that? And they're always going. They're always saying, "Oh, uh, I have." They were talking about these memory things that you never lose all your. Oh right. Like what are they worried about losing the right wing people? I forgot. <laughs> Back up my right. hate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is a great joke. But I, I wish I would let yeah. you just do it. It's no, no, you don't have. This is not no, about no. that. Not, oh, no, not, I like it, not, You didn't ask me before the show. How do you want me to set you up? Right. <laughs> I understand we're doing some panel. And uh, all right, so you met Peter Bag. You were saying well, he's yeah. was this in Seattle? Yeah, it was in Seattle. Right. I did the Peter Bag. Episode. He's one of my early guys. I that thought I it loved. was Bag myself, and and I. Uh, he said Baggy. I thought he said Baggy. Then I'm in trouble. But I've never actually said anything to him with his last name, so maybe that's why I'm doing it. Peter, I'm sorry. I had no idea it was Baggy. And it might just be Bag, and I'm a jackass. But the thing is, it doesn't matter uh, because really uh, he's not listening. <laughs> and uh, he's a perfectly nice man, and his wife is in a band. Him and his wife are in a band, and they sang on that episode as well. Uh, we played a little of their music. Oh, you did a thing up there? Yeah, I did a live oh, podcast. Beautiful. The first one was with Ed Brubaker. 
I don't know that person. Ed, see, that's because you are not doing a lot of either noir comic books no, or no, I do nothing but or superhero. Comic all books. I do is autobi. All I do is mostly comedic autobiographical stuff. Well, Starting Peter Bag, I think is what? Like, what well, the first thoughts? one. Well, uh, here's the weird connection, and I don't know why my, my, my neck is like this, but this is not gonna. This is gonna come back to you, bite me. You could crank it down a little bit. Yeah, you, that would be too much. That would be too logical. <laughs> you don't see me coming up with a new car or engineering anything. Uh, like the, Iron Man that you don't read, go. I don't read Iron Man. No, and, and, and when I read like an Entertainment Weekly of the movies that are coming out, and they go, "This Avengers, oh, that's going to be everything." If you wanted uh, if you Micro Dot Man to be in it, and Pencil Face, and <laughs> if you needed to have a cu- cucumber lady, um, I don't, I don't need. I think it. those are the Great Lakes Avengers. Well done. Uh, uh, so. When I was a little boy, when I was a small child, nineteen. I'm old, but I went to the World's Fair, and the person I met at the World's Fair was one of the 1912 World. Yeah, exactly are what it was. <laughs> uh, I met my, one of my father's best friends was Harvey Kurtzman. But when I was a uh, kid, I didn't know the significance of that. I knew that he was the originator of Mad Magazine, but it wasn't until I was older, until I got into a, alternative comic books. Once I said to uh, to uh, Danielle Koenig, yes. I said, are you into alternative comics? And she looked at me like I, like I was insane. Right. Because it was when alternative comedy right. was popular. Because it was 1993. Yeah. And, and you were like, like, yeah, as a matter of fact. Yeah, or, I am an alternative comic, yes. she said. No, but I'm an alternative comic books. Right. So, uh, and then I, when I got the adult, I realized that Harvey Kurtzman had originated Mad, but then he'd lost it in, in the lawsuit. And then Mad before, when I was a kid, was something else. But when he was in charge of it, it was like a whole different thing. And that got me, but that's not what got, originally what got me into it was Harvey Picard, which was American Splendor. Okay. And, right, uh, which is what the poster Jenny Fine did. Jenny Fine did that amazing He's poster. my favorite. He's my all-time favorite. Yeah. It's a, yeah, you could applaud. And his stuff, you wouldn't even necessarily... It doesn't have to be funny. His stuff, he writes about the things that happened to him. He was a, uh, a file clerk in, in, in Cleveland at the uh, Veterans Hospital. Right. And uh, the movie was made about him, but I love but I feel like he was, he was Twitter before there was Twitter. Because it was min- the minutia of his life is... He would not have liked that epitaph. No? <laughs> he was Foursquare. He was the first... <laughs> Was he? Did he have a special that if, that if you mm-hmm. bought the first comic book you got? Uh, oh, is that what Foursquare is? Yeah, Foursquare oh, uh, is. I got to learn a, my reference. Well, something about my references I should learn in a, case someone asks, like you did. <laughs> it's a, yeah. Uh, he he probably wouldn't liked it just because of how popular Twitter is, or no? Is uh, it, he was a, definitely a. I was in a movie that I had never seen. Is it called Curmudge, I Curmudgeon? And he's Ooh. in it too. So he was very curmudgeonly. Right. But I never saw the movie. Uh, okay. The same guy who did a movie called Vinyl, if anybody knows that, what that movie was. People are shaking their, people nope. are shaking their heads as if they have something stuck on their head <laughs> to <laughs> get like, it off. Shake off Harvey Picard. Shake, shake but him off. That was but, a revelation to but me. But American Splendor was very good. And it was a revelation to me because I love the idea of – and then the other thing was that he used to go on The Letterman Show. But I knew, didn't even have read his stuff when he went on The Letterman Show. It was after that. So okay. it was like, really wasn't until like the late 80s, early 90s uh, and when hate – which was Peter Baggs, right. was popular. Yep. And then uh, I love Joe. Uh, there's Joe Matt. I love Seth. I love. Da- I think my favorite right now is Daniel Klaus. I mean, it's hard right. to say favorite, but Daniel Klaus. Whether it's uh, this is unbelievable. This is one of the best ones this ever. Eight Ball is is the only one that I've read. That's twentieth century Eight Ball. Eight Ball okay. was the name of the series that he did. But was, uh, this, that's, that's in, like a collection. That's a, this that, is, oh, this is the collection. That's, that's a collection. Right. It's Art School Confidential, which the movie was made from, but. He is just incredible. His more recent things, he did Wilson, he did uh, Mr. Wonderful, he did Ice Was Haven. Wilson Ice about Haven. that um, soccer ball that Tom Hanks talked about? That's exactly it. Okay. A lot of people wondering what happened to that soccer ball. <laughs> 
Chris and floated off. It would be an excellent comic strip. Do you remember us. Bob Worley or is that before your time? No, I don't know Bob Worley. Bob Worley used to do the joke. Whatever happened to the Elephant Man? He did that one movie and then never heard from him again. <laughs> I love that joke. Where are you, Bob Worley? You were great. What am I right. uh, doing the Academy but Awards? The, but the, 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 real, the real life Elephant Man, Marley Maitland. <laughs> right? What's going on? What, so, was, uh, should I withdraw from this conversation? What does that mean? Well, Are you saying she looks like she, the elephant man? No, no. Are you kidding me? She's she's stunning, but uh, the the. Uh, but she's the real life elephant man. Oh, well, she only did one movie. She did the one movie, and then people are like, "Where did she go?" And then, like every three years, somebody will be like, "We need a deaf actress. We need someone who can who can do this." And then they bring her out of the weeds, and she's in you know West Wing, or she's in Thirty Rock, or she's you she's know, here in the crowd tonight. She's here uh, in the Jackie. crowd tonight. I can't even believe it. I, she, I invited her that down. reference. You know what I do sometimes? I just say things, and then uh, and then, then you hundreds. realize I can't get out of that, <laughs> right? Because it's a podcast, and hundreds and hundreds of people are listening. But they can also down. Oh, that's just. But how about cumulative? Oh, cumulative! It's it's tens of thousands. It's nice. So I love. And I encourage people. Now, some people like these superhero things. I don't know right. what is going on with it. I don't understand it. Even the stuff like that stuff that I try to get into it. What's the thing where the guy? It's like a. It's not called Dark Star, but it's called. What is it called? What is I've it? Got silver. It's got. Silver no, it's not Surfer? Silver Surfer. It's a. It's that one guy. He draws amazingly well, but I can't read one thing. It's all to me. So much of that stuff sounds like uh, mellow. Dramatic to me. Oh, okay. I will so, crush you. And oh, like oh it's like it's soap opera. You, you you don't like like a space opera kind of thing. Sandman. Sandman. Trying to get into Sandman. Oh, the Sandman. I love. It looks beautiful. I can't read three words. I know it's great. Don't hate me because I judge. No, no. I judge quickly and often. This is. Uh, I didn't see Zookeeper. I know it's horrible. <laughs> Not the same thing with the Sandman. The Sandman's probably no, amazing. Neil Gaiman's work is amazing. He is and, amazing. But thi- I can't get two pages into it. it, it well, that's that's fine. Uh, I I don't enjoy this gentleman. So if that's something, Daniel Close. We're, it's gonna we're gonna get into a uh, he no, no. said she said or a, a uh, crossfire. No, but, but here's a great. It's you don't somebody, like Daniel somebody Klaus? said that I was like the uh, that I was like the Charlie Rose of podcasting, and I was like, really, the kind of person that never lets the other person tell a story. <laughs> You're right. And uh, but but no, I. I read it, but the the initial eight ball that I read was mostly about doing cocaine, and I only tried cocaine once, and so I didn't relate. And I was like, and some of the stuff is real sad for me. And I was like, oh, you're depressed. You might want to get some exercise or, or eat uh, a I'll piece tell you of the problem. I can solve this for you right yeah, away. Yeah, please. There is uh, of all uh, these people who I love. These people and I refer to them as these people because they these like it. People these people read these things, create these things. There are things that I like more, like Harvey Pekar. I can read anything by. But okay. I, for example, gave someone. I said, you got to read Harvey Pekar, and the first thing I gave him was our cancer year which is all about him and they were like three months later like this is hard no no so the same thing with not the same thing with eight ball but like sometimes on the early eight balls there's a guy with three eyes and he's walking around and it's Mm -hmm. all this kind of surrealistic stuff which i don't mind but i like it when he to me here there was nobody funnier than than him when he hits like in wilson and these recent things right he gets the point of view of people who are like 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 kind of like he gets this horrible dialogue in his head that he hears in the world. Okay. And he's just able to portray It this. feels like real people really it, hilariously making bad life decisions. Yeah, or saying terrible things. They're right. not aware <laughs> of themselves. They're, they're completely right, unaware. But don't you meet those people on a regular basis? Not, and they're like, not drawn this way. Not, right. not, not funny. It, oh, that's... <laughs> well, that is that is part of it. It's like I can't watch porn because I already know those people. You will, if you... If you... If you uh, 
If you see Wilson, if you read Wilson, though, I'll give I'll yeah. give it a shot. I'll try anything. You once. like that one guy from porn though? Come stole the comedy the, shows, don't you? Was that guy's name? The, the, the Jeremy Ron. Yeah, Jeremy you love that guy, guy, right? I've never met that guy. Oh, I keep hearing a, about that guy. The best. That's what I hear. I understand I no he's hung idea. like a crazy person. I don't watch um, porn. No, as I, far as we know. As, <laughs> Nash- I'm too Natasha Lajaro has a my favorite joke about her. Uh, I can't even remember the punchline, but the premise is so funny about how she'll go over to a, a friend of hers house, and if it's a guy friend, she will not touch his keyboard. She oh. will not touch his computer keyboard for a million dollars. She wouldn't do it. Well, Mark Barron used to have the thing where he has the one oh computer, the one porn computer, dirty computer right in his garage. He keeps in the garage. <laughs> that was a, a fantastic yeah. premise that you know is real. I'm afraid I'm going to get in trouble somehow. That there will be. Uh, Harvey Levin will come through my computer. Oh, right, and, uh, right. Something. So, do you do old timey porn? Like, I don't do you find it in the I don't woods? Do anything. No, I don't okay. want to get in trouble. I don't want to talk to anybody after a show. <laughs> I want to be mono- I'm monogamous. I've, I've achieved right. monogamy. It's Why lovely. screw that up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's hard to but, find it again. You like want, Facebook? You don't wanna... All of a sudden, Facebook right. is uh, you're in Peyton Place in two sentences. <laughs> <laughs> and with me. As such a chick magnet. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I got to put so many controls on my. Uh, oh, I'll tell you, wall. the parent, you, you get parental controls on your own wall. You're like, I don't even want to. Let's just say I have some parental controls on my wall. <laughs> <laughs> I am having the time of my let's life. Let's just say is always good, right? Let's yeah, just say. It. Let's just say, because then the thing is, is the New York Times can say that, and then they don't even have to tell you their source. Well, they say Ms. Cation, Mr. Kindler. That's what their big thing, Mr. Kindler. Oh, they do. They Mr. do like Charles the, Manson. They, they love that kind of they, stuff. They like to use uh, what my dad used to make me call the neighbors. You know, it was like, because yeah. when you're a kid now, you could call everybody by their first name. But in, when I was a kid, you had to call everybody Mr. and Mrs. And there was no. I didn't grow up in Leave it to Beaverville, Jackie. Uh, I, I grew up in Queens, right? But I was, hey, who wants pastrami? That's where I came from. You came from. In Queens, you were allowed to call the, the neighbors by their first names? No, we weren't. We didn't talk to the neighbors. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Those horrible neighbors? What are they up to? What do you... That was our whole thing. <laughs> well, you didn't have that bucolic Coney Island you no. where the old ladies would be on oh. one side of the street and the old men would be on the other side of the street. And what, what was Barry it? Levinson. Orthodox Jews? It was, is that what it was? <laughs> no, no. It was Even Barry the Levinson. streets were divided? It was, uh, that's Baltimore, I think. That, that is Baltimore. But, um, and that is a great movie is Tin Men, if anyone's not seen that yet. Right. If you did... if uh, I grew I up in Tin Men. That it's in, a Glengarry Glen Ross and Tin Men smashed together with a little bit of a uh, mother. Without the David Mamet conversion to the right. Who oh. goes to the right late in life? Who uh, goes to the right David, David, during George W. Bush's administration? Dennis, Who wakes up and says, you know what? I've gone the wrong way. Den- Except Dennis for an Miller. insane man. Dennis Miller. Well, he was, he was always an idiot. Was, but okay. David Mamet... Dennis Mamet Miller's, went right during, during George Bush's yeah, Dennis time. Miller you never expected to be either a nice person no. or he was always kind of a, 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 a good one-trick pony. But it was always like, hey, cha-cha, I got smacka-schmicky and the hoo-hoo-ha-ha. You, you, you knew he was going to blow up. What's that? You still talking to Miller or? Dennis Miller. Okay. I don't think David Mamet talks like this, cha-cha. That's a, no, no. <laughs> That'd I've be never terrible. met him. I was thinking, wow. You but he was a, I used to go, that guy's brilliant, right? Because right. he had all the great dialogue. And then he comes out. Like a like a maniac, a right wing like maniac. Man. Well, the thing is, is people think that libertarian is so far to the right that it's left, but they get stuck in this weird. They're trapped, you know. You you end up being trapped in this agreeing with nutbags once you, what once you, you want to be route? fiscally conservative. But because I what I read some great quote where this woman said, you know, it's not conservatives that bother me; it's right wing nuts yes. that bother me because fisc- conservatives are usually fiscally conservative and against right. foreign adventuring, is how she put it. And I was like, yeah, I'm against foreign adventuring, and I'm fiscally conservative. I do a ten percent program where I save money in my kitchen because I'm 107 and my grandmother lives. I'm hoping to get an open house Cody dress one day. 
and uh, and grow uh-huh. tomatoes. Oh, oh, yeah. But you know, what you're saying is absolutely right, though. But that would be if we live in a country we don't have a second party. The, you know, I'm a I'm a member of the Democratic Party. I don't. And weirdly enough, I believe I am too. I'm a proud member of. It. Right. I'm not one of these. Uh, I, I, I have never never thought that I would be uh, sickened by the people who I was. Sur- the people who've turned on Obama. Uh, oh, right. It's just sickening to me, and they turn on him for all what I think of the. Not that everybody has the right to have any kind of opinion you want, but this whole <laughs> mythology that Obama caved in. Right. You know, where meanwhile, uh, did, did we not pass Don't Ask, Don't Tell? Well, here's Did the we thing. not do that? And also, he didn't have the votes, and people wanted him to do things when he didn't have the votes. As soon as it wasn't about the votes and letting the, the debt limit pass, right. he stood up to the re- Republicans. Right. I just can't st- – I just – I don't know what happened. People yeah. are, are really bothering People are out of their me. minds because uh, here's the thing about Barack Obama. Still the smartest man in the room. He's unbelievable. He is the smartest man in the room. And if you don't want – I swear to God, if you don't want to vote for him, it is entirely racism at this point because Mitt Romney <laughs> is an idiot. Mitt Romney's an idiot. Newt Gingrich is a bad person. No, he's a horrible man. Yeah, he's a, he's, he, he's he worse. makes John Edwards look like a good person, and John Edwards grosses me out. I can't believe that happened with John Edwards. I mean, well, but the I thing is, we were Newt go did all it the twice. Way it turns out we've fallen into a, a, a rabbit hole of Kerry wasn't that great. I mean, I, I mean, oh, better than Bush. But when right. you look back at Kerry, I am never surprised that that any of them, Republicans or or Democrats or any anybody in a in a in a position of power. Uh, Decides to get uh, surreptitious blowjobs. I guess I, it doesn't ever surprise me when sexual acts are happening. I like to get a sur- I ask my wife for a surreptitious blowjob. <laughs> I say, "Don't let me know. I don't want to know what's happening. <laughs> leave me out of it. I want it, but leave me <laughs> out of it." <laughs> uh, I know we're speaking. In bro- we're, we're in broad stroke. We're speaking in broad strokes or whatever oh, yeah. the expression will be. I mean, I know that people have That's problems with Obama, I can talk, but, but I don't have enough information. No, but I'm I really do. Speak sweepingly. It's I have a lot fantastic. of information. I have a lot of information. And then, and whenever I say these things, because I can't stand at Andy Kindler Twitter, right? Because I can't stand Dylan Radigan, and I can't stand this the young Turk guy. I don't like him. Jank, I don't even know Jank who those Timonius, are. that guy. Yeah. And people get so mad at me because they want to say that Obama is just like everybody else, but he's not. He isn't. And, and twenty years from now, you will be so sorry. That you weren't on the bandwagon like me with in you know with yeah. the cocktail parties and the right. I'm still on board. I'm still. I didn't expect him to be anything but a moderate Democrat, and I am pleased as punch with he. The dude has been shoveling against the ocean, sand against the tide for the last three years. <laughs> I have not. I have no problem with uh, and the fact that I uh, comedy th- thrives in a bad economy. By the way. Is I have true? never worked so much in my life. Hello, really? America. It's all working out for me. You are real. Wow. Yeah. I am, of course, uh, the hardest working. How go- many weeks on the on the thing are you on the thing? 35. Do you know what that is? Uh, yeah, 35 10 weeks. too many. Yeah, that's uh, that's what that is. But I'm no tired. longer Tuesday through Saturday like when we started. It was Tuesday It's a Tuesday through, through, through Saturday last week. And was then it? it was a, sometimes it's a Wednesday through Sunday. But I did do a Thursday through Saturday. No, a Thursday through Sunday in Cincinnati three weeks ago. And at, at, uh, at Go the Bananas. Funny bone. The Funny Bone. Not Go Bananas? No, I did the, the, the Cincinnati Funny Bone is in Kentucky. They sell a t-shirt. In Covington. Yeah, I, I know. know. Where, it's Ken right in the ocean Ken, there or yeah, something. It's a Cincinnati There's land. no ocean there, right? It's a, there's a, right, people? That's what they call it. That's what they call that. The, the Funny Bone is a great name. You have to admit. <laughs> What's your favorite name of a comedy you tickle, club? It tickles your Funny Bone. What? Co- the, the, uh, the Comedy Castle. Sir Laughs a Lot. That Sir Laughs a Lot. That had to be the best one. Gut Punchers. I like what, really? Is there really one called no. gut? No. Uh, Will you uh, open one called gut li- punchers? Liver liver uh, failures. <laughs> Kidney kicks. It's a, uh, who sees a tumor? Who sees a tumor? Guffaws. Guffaws? G- 
Guffaws, I would see that happening. Acme Comedy Company was just I there last week. Oh, I love it's the best club. club ever. That's the, the best greatest club, ever. club. It's my home club. I lucked out. Yeah, and that, and Lewis Lee, who runs the club, is a, a genius. The greatest. He's a he's a he's he a, cares about comedy. He genuinely does. So it's, what, I mean, it's like what, what you're you coming s- up there, aren't you? I mean, or when are you going back up? I go once a year because uh, that's about all I can draw. I can again, even you know, my my new uh, motto is I see the crowd is half full. <laughs> But even when Dana Gould was only doing stand-up once a year, he uh, when he was working at uh, he did Acme. I thought you were going to say he sells out. Everyone sells. I, uh, I, I oh. need to do. I need to have uh, do eight seater. That's how I think I could sell out. Yeah, Is Kindler it? sells out five shows in a row. Eight seater. It's a, well, you know, I just did two shows in Milwaukee because uh, my Madison week fell through. See my previous works for my rant-filled rage. That's anyway. a great. That's a great room, the Madison. Room. Yeah, let's not talk about it. Comedy on State. Uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's the they one. They gave me the key it's to the amazing. city. Amazing. Gave me the key did to the they, city. Did they? Did they love you? Did they? They say gave me the apartment on top, top of the. What happened with you? I have an apartment on top of the club. They 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 saw me do eleven minutes here in Los Angeles and said to themselves, "Oh, she doesn't have enough time." Why did you only do 11 week? minutes? Because I was you, a tiger lily. Were you supposed to do 45? And you went, uh-oh, I'm only, that's all I got. <laughs> I've run out of brand new material of the 30 people say, that have seen me do this comedy act 12 times this week. You didn't say that's, that's my time, because that's what they may have thought. Oh. <laughs> oh, I think I did. Oh. That's it. They that's took you literally. That's all I had. So I ended up doing uh, two shows in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, uh, run by a guy named Russell Martin, who uh, sadly had a Rodney King joke. Uh, but uh, other well, than, what was his what was Rodney King? Joke? Uh, I don't Can know, but I believe along? it was racist, and uh, so it had everything going for it. Is what I'm telling. Have you, you. heard my John Wayne Bobbitt bit? <laughs> I don't know. Do you have a, a what's her name who uh, give the blowjob to uh, Clinton? Monica Lewinsky. Yeah, do you have a Monica Lewinsky Monica, joke? Well, I do Gallagher doing a Monica Lewinsky <laughs> joke. Well, here's my two Gallagher jokes. Yes, I ain't so expensive. They should put a combination lock on the bass tank. That's one thing. And then Monica Lewinsky is more like Monica Blowjobinsky. I don't know if that's what he actually does. That's a does, good one, I, though. Oh, my God. I saw what you did there. You took the word and you put it in the middle. Ah, like, I think I almost could do a Gallagher. You people. You people are. Once he said to his one of those horrible specials, he said, you, he did some kind of lo- sound political and he goes, you people are pissed off. You need a spokesman. Like he's their spokesman. <laughs> I guess he told Mark Marin because uh, I sitting at this table. Oh. I don't know why I brought Marin up again, but here's the thing: sitting at this table with Kevin Eastman, and I had a question from the audience: uh, Did um, did did Gallagher write the first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie? And uh, Kevin Eastman was like, "No, no." And I guess he claimed to have been uh, the uh, the writer, the producer, the director. Of I don't that know. Movie? He, yeah, he created the Ninja Turtles, I guess, in movie form. Did he really though? No, he had nothing oh. to do with it ever, and uh, he's a he's a uh, his pants are on fire. Why was Gallagher? I mean, Gallagher's making things up. He doesn't he have enough I of a past to. He had to. You know what? I opened for Gallagher too. Do you remember this joke? And, I, and if you know who the in comedian 97, is, in ninety seven, I opened for him right after I opened for Paulie Shore at that same club. Is this his brother or is his cousin? It's his brother, right? It was his brother Gallagher too. Right, but there was a comic who had a joke. It was his brother who does his act, and the comic joke. I don't know who the comic is. It was Gallagher two, audience zero. That was the joke. <laughs> Now, I don't know who that comic is. Please identify yourself. That's, the, uh, I think, the greatest joke I've ever please heard. Please email. 
<laughs> Andy at andykindler.com. That's not it's me, a, though. Oh, no, no, I see. Right, yeah. No, exactly. no, that, yeah, that would but be But what worst. was it like? Did, did people think he was Gallagher? That's the thing was they people thought Oh, yeah, he was totally Gallagher. did because the two was in Cyrillic hidden behind like a giant tree or something. It was it was just a – and he did the watermelon thing and, and I was like – it was he was one of the big names that I got to open for early in, in – Gallagher, too, was? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> My career was on fire in 97 or 93 or whatever the hell it was. It's all a blur. And uh, But I didn't realize that he did the watermelon thing, too, so I had dressed up. So in between shows, I went to my car and uh, and put on different clothes. Oh my! Yeah, because wow, um, where was this? I was wearing dress shoes, people. <laughs> uh, co- uh, the comedy uh, comedy gallery in uh, in Galtier Plaza, uh-huh. the same place where uh, Paulie Shore took a poop in in the green room. In the garbage can. In the, in green the garbage room. can in the green Man. room. Still better than his act, though, if you think about it. <laughs> He was one of the first guys that people hand, handed pot to, in my experience. Though I'm sure before that, people were handing all kinds of things to Lenny Bruce and, and, and Richard Pryor. When and, he was at the Comedy Gallery. In, and, uh, right. Also Schmeckley Square. And uh, the Galtier Plaza in, in 1992 or whenever it was. So um, so what comic books would you... Because we're, we're talking indie comic books here. Oh, yeah. Between the so, lovely stand-up comedy, which I will discuss forever. You can't go wrong with anything anything by uh, Harvey Peeker, any American splendor. He wrote one called The Quitter, which is a, a kind of an autobiography of his life that's amazing. Do you like it when they're soup? You like it when they're they're darkly darkly funny, obviously, right? I like them when they're I like them when they're real. I mean, do you I don't, like the real more than like do, have you read Persepolis and Yeah, Pride I love Persepolis of, too. Pr- Pride of Baghdad, did you read that? No, I did, I did but I like I do I'm really attracted to anything that's autobiographical. Okay. So even if it's even if it's like not completely true. I just, it's like... Kyle Baker has a great thing about his family that he does. And, um, is and he then, the cheese, the fun with milk and cheese guy? Or, uh, he's the Saturn guy. Oh, I mean, okay. he does a lot of sort of um, existentially kind of stuff, too. I mean, um, fictional stuff, not right. existential. But uh, You but, know who did some existential stuff? was uh, Sartre. Oh, did he? <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe he existed. You know, uh, it was Descartes who said, I think, therefore, am I right, ladies? <laughs> That's from my act, folks. That's right from my act. I didn't. I understand he I came just, before the horse. <laughs> uh, Chris Ware, you can't go along with Chris Ware. Why do w- I keep saying w- you can't A-R? go wrong? What well, kind of a way of that to, is to? You help? could go wrong if you don't like um, autobiographical. But I, I, I find it fascinating that now does Harvey Pekar and Chris Ware do, the, do these guys draw as well as write? In most cases, uh, Chris, or? yeah. Well, here's the thing: Harvey Picard doesn't. Uh, by the way, okay. Chris Ware is not all autobiographical. Chris Ware, some of his stuff is based on like uh, old comic books. Like when you read the old comic books and they yeah. say X-ray specs, he's like he has like uh, this detailed, tiny. He's like uh, he's an insane artist. Not insane as an in, like miniatures. Not. I can't even explain it. It's like uh, if I was articulate, can you imagine where I'd be today? <laughs> uh, so it doesn't have to be. But it doesn't have to be autobiographical. I will link. I will link it in the notes. Right now. Harvey Picar worked with a different art. He did nothing. He did, drew nothing. He would okay. draw stick figures, and he would draw uh, things for them, and he would draw it out wh- what he wanted them right. to do. But he worked with, like, Robert Crumb, our Crumb he worked with. Oh, uh, who also did his own. And his stuff, I, I'm a huge Crumb fan, but, but it, with him, the more autobiographical, the better. So, okay. like, I love all his stuff. As, like, I never was as crazy about the underground zap. And, I mean, I like it. I enjoy it. Right. But I'm not, my mind doesn't uh, – uh, it's not attracted to when things go crazy, kind of. Right. So I always like it when they bring it when it's rooted in some kind of reality. It doesn't have to be. Right. But, uh, I like some uh, nonfiction as well. 
Like there's a, yes, a Nat not, Turner uh, thing that Kyle Baker also did. And then and Persepolis was, is obviously. And Persepolis is obviously. And uh, uh, the Mouse. Oh, Mouse. But then I. I How about Berlin? Did you ever read Berlin? I, yeah, he's great. Oh, crying out What's loud. What's his name? Well, it's like someone running at you with a knife for 40 years. Because um, it starts out in like 1918 in Berlin, and they're Jewish. And you're like, <laughs> this isn't going to end well. And so now they're in like 1934 or right. something. And you're like, it's just getting worse. Fantastic. Because, you know, the, the Berlin in between World War One and I don't know if you know this, uh, Andy, but Berlin in between World War One and World War Two, not a good time for the Jews. I know every thing. I <laughs> I have seen frame every, frame. every piece of footage that there is available. When have the, you seen the Why the new- We Fight series? What's that one? That's what Frank Capra did in propaganda films during World War II, the Why We Fight series. Oh, no, no. They came out. I don't have it, but that new one that says the Nazis, where it's 18 DVDs. Oh. They, oh, I can't believe I don't have that yet. <laughs> it's it says, look evil in the eye and, and, and try not to blink is the way they promote it. Wow. It's, I, I have said it before. I will say it again. I like my Nazis buffoonish. When I'm watching a movie, it is, it, you, it's got to be buffoonish Nazis because if they got their shit together, they're terrifying. That's true. They're I, ter- I can't not watch Hitler when he's doing his thing, you know, when he's talking or whatever. It's just I can't even believe that. I cannot even believe it got he got popular and with that. Uh, but I just can't believe it. It's well, just, you know, there's supposedly there's a lot of footage of him uh, in in the Smithsonian that's all hidden of him like petting dogs and playing with children. Like there's all like happy videos of Hitler. That's the thing you people don't hear these days. Is the <laughs> that's where the media. It's the lames the lamestream media. <laughs> yeah, you only hear about the bad Hitler. <laughs> Well, they they hit it because they didn't because there was a lot of propaganda about what a great family guy Hitler was. Well, I mean, you know, when people are evil, they don't walk around the house going. Right, that's, right. They're, that's they're evil because they're it's worse. Yeah, because sometimes they are nice. Right, right. That is the creepiest part of Hitler. Would be, I mean, well, no, like because the genuinely evil people are the ones that are sitting in like these tiny rooms making decisions that affect a billion people. You yeah. know, yeah, yeah. Carl Rove. That guy is genuinely... Yeah, he's evil. He's yeah. evil. Dick Cheney is evil. And when people always go, Cheney? Cheney? No, well, well, that's what Chris Mathis is obsessed with, the fact that he claims it's Dick Cheney. Oh, is it? So he spends half of every uh, interview talking about how... <laughs> people don't know, oh. but it's Cheney. Oh, the mispronunciation of the That's what he name? claims. Nobody else has said it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Ch- Cheney is the word. Why? I'm saying it. Now, why am I allowing Chris Matthews? I don't know. I don't know. My name gets mispronounced a lot, and uh, some people think that I should get into it. And uh, I was like, yeah, as long as people are saying some version of What do they say? Like, what do they say? Cashian or Cashin or Cashian or... They like to ethnic it up. It's nice. Because I'm Armenian. I don't know if you know that. Uh, I, you know, how would I have not known that? I don't know how you That's could not crazy know that. Talk. I have a huge chunk on the Tashnaks. No, I don't. I have nothing on... I have, I have no... I don't have a huge chunk on any sort but of the Armenian. food is amazing. The yeah, Armenian the good food. work is being done. I can do, I can do food and church, and so... So when my butcher, four years after I've been going there, get paying him with credit cards, finally says to me, how come you don't speak Armenian to me? And I said, how come you never acknowledged that I was Armenian before? And I, we've melted. I'm second generation. We've, I, it's gone. I oh, you don't say, have any Armenian. No, no. I could say hi. I can. I, can, I speak it fluently. Uh, do you? No. I can do a little bit of church. I know that song that means that the three-hour service is over. Uh, good times. It's nothing. What you've learned does nothing for comedy. I know Yiddish. I've got three legs. Oh, yeah, legs. that'll do a lot. I've got four legs up on you. I can it's schwitz a, if I need a schwitz. You could talk about someone's punum. Put them. I could land on my tukas. Which is a, right. I could throw a shmata on. Go down to the club. 
Bupkis. A, that guy paid me bupkis. Bupkis. Yeah. Those are all funny words. 4,000 words for my penis, schmuck, schmeckle, <laughs> putz. Oh, there's good dick jokes are happening in the Jewish world is what I'm, uh, I'm finding out. Is that is true? That what, is that and what then I'm hearing? the rabbi goes to his thing and he says, uh, what? What's I got a penis. That's a thing. penis. You got a penis. A, how come you guys get that cadence? It's a, I got, I, I got old Armenians that talk to me like that, but I can't do that. They're like, why are you talking like the Jews? Because and, uh, you can't help it. Because, because you can't that, help because it because they, it's addictive. It's nice. That's the only thing I do. I it's only a, can do a man from New York and a Jewish a, person. Those are my only voices. <laughs> This is I do, every guy I ever talk like talks like this. It's just like yeah. it's always some sort of dumb guy voice. But you know what? Most of the, most of the men in my life are not this dumb. But they when they say things like, "Hey, would you wear a shark costume when we have sex?" Uh, that sounds. When dumb. did that happen? Oh, that, several months ago. Uh, we were in the car, and uh, so. Well, oh, you oh you were in the car. We well, were in the car, and my it. husband said. Uh, we were talking about sex, and he said, uh, so you would wear, and I didn't, wasn't listening, because that's what happens in a relationship. I didn't know that. I, uh, oh, you stopped listening? Yeah, it was sort of washing over me. Uh, and I just said, yeah, yeah, I'll do whatever you want. And he said, so you would wear a costume when we have sex? And I said, what kind of costume would you like me to wear? And he said, a shark costume? And uh, mm-hmm. obviously he was kidding, because sharks can't go backwards. And so a woman could not wear a shark costume, because you couldn't back that ass up. <laughs> Obviously, he was kidding, right? I mean, that was a joke. You, and you two talk so eloquently about sex. <laughs> oh, when we, when we bring it up, it comes up. When that things are happening. We like to refer to diss ads and what did you roll? Did you roll a 20? Maybe we'll do it tonight. That'll, it'll all happen. What's that mean, roll a 20? It's a, it's a Dungeons and Dragons champions oh reference. Oh, my God. A do you, do you watch a... Game of Thrones and all that kind of nonsense? No, no, I don't. <laughs> Have you seen? I haven't seen one ring of the Lord of the Rings. I'm sure you've seen the Lord of the Rings. Though, I read the you? Lord of the Rings every year. But you've seen the movies, right, with the Peter I, Jackson? I own the movies. The... I do not enjoy. The movies are fine if I can put the books out of my mind. Hobbit. Is there a movie called The Hobbit? It's coming out in a year. It's going to be fantastic. Are there hobbits in it? It's a... Who needs it? <laughs> but the thing is, is you wouldn't like The Lord of the Rings. I the tried Hobbit. Harry Potter, Jackie. Right? It was, it was not things. for me. You're not. You're that's, not... From, uh, that's a line from Diner. I saw I saw See, I've never been black able to white. finish Diner. Oh, that's a great movie. I've never been able to finish the movie Diner. Oh, I think I'm mixing it up with Tin Men. I saw he goes, I saw the Bonanza. How about Glengarry Glenn Ross? I I did enjoy that movie. You I do know why? Because coffee is for winners. Wait, that, closers. I take it all back. That was but he's gonna he's changed that now and, and turned that into a right wing uh screed. Is it do you know what I wish he'd do? Something George Lucasy. Do you know what I want George Lucas to fix? American graffiti. Why don't I love you go that back movie. and fix American just CGI in, I don't know, Jar Jar Banks hanging out with uh <laughs> Joni and Chachi or whoever the hell's in that movie. I, that's my favorite George Lucas movie. That's because it's the only really good George Except Lucas. Except for Formula four eight nine or whatever the hell he started out with. <laughs> What was that? Ultra High 3? Uh, there was some sort of... Oh, I can't wait for his... Boy, I'll tell you, Steven Spielberg, he hasn't lost it a bit. Have you seen that show Smash? Oh, my God. <laughs> that is going to be the worst of the thing. That is the worst... That's going to be worse than anything that's ever happened to this society. That is so horrible. How can they not see how terrible it is? You <laughs> make you feel <laughs> you've seen it, right? No, I haven't seen anything. Previews? You've seen the previews? It's um, a, I haven't actually. It's about. It's like a. It's like. Bling. I spend a lot of time rereading things. Uh, I've, I've got a lot of. I've got a lot of Lois McMaster Bujold to really memorize. Uh, some Lord of the Rings. Some oh, is fiction. that more? Lo- is it, is no. it dorky to think that there's skin hanging off my mouth for the entire podcast? That is dorky. Yeah, that's the dorkiest. Where thing is ever. the? I need a mirror app. Does anyone have it? 
Oh, there's got to be a mirror. Because <laughs> you got you got a little thing there. There is a Dork Forest app, by the way. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget to buy the Dork Forest app on Android and iPhone. You have a Dork Forest app? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And wow. there's bonus content. It's just me and Andy talking about our shark costumes. Um, <laughs> my husband's name is Andy as well. I know that. Yeah, yeah. Your, your wife's name is Susan. She does the best. My wife's name was in the- Andy, and that'd be bad. Hey, it's uh, Adam and Steve. Uh, she is a brilliant photographer. She's That's a brilliant photographer and does not enjoy doing headshots so much no. that uh, she charges, I think, a fair wage. Because she's she like, even do make it, it worthwhile. She make it worthwhile. She won't even do it. You'd have to offer her tens of thousands well, of dollars. Can't. People get their headshots for four dollars and eighty-five thousand copies, and right, right. She doesn't. She doesn't want you to not get photos either. She, she wants direct, you to get. She, she directed uh, uh, my DVD that uh, is still available for sale. Oh, you have a DVD for sale? Not here. No, not no, crazy. <laughs> not in front, not out insane. of your pockets. No, but what's yeah. it called, and it's, where can people get it? It's called. I wish. I, I wish I was bitter. Which uh, for many years I thought was grammatically incorrect because uh, so, uh, someone from the LA Weekly said it was. But now I realize that it really isn't even. I wish I was bitter. Yeah, because people think it was. I wish I were bitter. But now right. I, I hear that that's not necessarily true. No, no, it I, can go either way. You could go either way, but yeah. I have an SIC next to it. <laughs> You know what I like to find out? Minute 50? Grammar dork. Uh, that you're a grammar dork. It's, what do you have your... Uh, do, you, do you have your degree? You know what uh, I have a, I'm an right? English literature major, but... Uh, That's what I thought. Uh, uh, very, very... Uh, I, said, I said it like an idiot, too. Do you uh, have Gargantua and Pantagruel? I just who? wanted... Have you ever read that? The Rabelais, uh, Gargantua and Pantagruel? Uh, yes. It's, uh, <laughs> it's essentially uh, just all... It's a French uh, novel uh, about 7 billion pages long, and all it is is one dick joke after another. Quel dommage. Uh, <laughs> Wait, Cal Fromage? You know what I don't understand, though? I still don't understand, and I'm sure Andrew has knows this. I still don't understand how you use a semi- semicolon. The semicolon? Where do you use a semicolon? I don't. I never use it. I don't, I don't know how to use it. I read it's, how it's, to use it. You group things or something? I don't get it. Have we not established that Andrew's dorkdom is IT? It doesn't necessarily... Oh, he doesn't go... He's not... He's grammatically... Well, I'm sure he's, he's got some knowledge of the semicolon. He's not a moron. Can you design a deconstruction app for me, Andrew, so I don't have to deconstruct pause? anymore? It's a, no, it's, it's, a, it's sort of like two sentences, but the, it isn't a complete sentence. It's, it's the implication of a sentence. Uh, I don't have enough information either. But that's all right, too, because it's the dork forest, and it's all about enthusiasm. <laughs> <laughs> It's a, so are you so are you performing uh are you going to start a podcast performing Everyone right else now is. Everyone you else me? Andy Kindler are you going to start a podcast No my, because my whole thing is why get involved in things that are going to help my career Oh that's right that's right You know what I'm saying You want to fall into things I don't 13 go. years after loving What is it how many years have you loved the David Letterman show I've loved the David Letterman show since I think it first came out in 1982. Right. I think I even saw the morning show, though I don't have a clear memory of it. But the nighttime show started in the late 82, 80s. 82, I think. Oh, no, early, early 80s. In 1982. Okay. And you have years. always loved it, 30 years. Oh, yeah. He and was it only the best. took 27 years for him to like you back. Is that correct? Uh, so this is, this 1996 is, a... is when I first did the show, but I don't, okay. think, I, I don't think I did well. Oh, I but you, got back, you came back. Yeah, four years later, I came back, and my line four years later was, uh, I was here in 96, and now I'm here now. I can't live on this kind of money. <laughs> that is very funny. Did and you that, make Dave laugh? Did I Dave did laugh make him laugh. And then 2005, I did a set that worked out really good, and then he started having me do these uh, man-on-the-street things. Oh, right. So it's been the greatest. I, I think he's the greatest. Th- this, is like, this, is, this is proof that if you love a guy long enough, he will eventually care about you. <laughs> 
Does it work with women too? Because I love it's that the worst, Joe Rivers. It's the worst relationship advice ever. But I love that it actually did come true and that you guys are now uh, uh, dating in a professional way. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it is a dream. It's like it really is a dream come true that it's almost hard to believe because I'm there and I'm in the Ed Sullivan Theater. And right. I'm, and I'm in a, I look to my, uh, like in my dressing room, I always see Stiller and Mirror, like a, a still from them, from Ed Sullivan. Oh, cool. And, you know, like uh, John Lennon was, uh, I probably am on, the, I know John Lennon went up to the floor, you know, in the dressing rooms that I'm at, there were right. all, all these people, it's just the greatest. It's, you know, it'd be like if I were to get to meet Dick Cavett, quite honestly, because I have wow. loved Dick Cavett he's since so I was great. about seven. Didn't he just do a thing? What? Have you met Dick Cavett? No, 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 but oh. he's so great. But didn't he just do a, re- a recent <laughs> interview series? Like a recent thing? Uh, I went and saw him and Mel Brooks uh, live at the Wiltern Theater, and um, Mel Brooks dead. Not Mel Brooks' dead? dead. No, no. Uh, Carl Reiner. That's uh, Rob Reiner's dad. Hi. Carl Reiner was there. You have there. to say, start saying dad because you're saying – people are going to think you're saying people are dead all the time. Oh, dad. Father. Rob Reiner's dead. Uh, no, Carl no. Reiner's Carl dead. Reiner's – Mel Brooks' dead. Uh, Rob Reiner's father, uh, Carl Reiner, was there, uh, and they did a little 2,000-year-old man. I love that. Uh, so, and Dick Cavett was so great. And uh, Mel Brooks is great, but Dick Cavett is so great. It's not that I, I wouldn't have Mel Brooks on, but I'm, I'm just telling you, I love Dick You would Dick not Cavett. have Mel Brooks on, you're I, saying. Would I, I, I don't enjoy Without it. Dick Cavett, you wouldn't have him on. Right, I would have to have them on together. Did you see that, that movie? It was called Smash His, This Camera. Uh, no. Please Smash His Camera. It's about the one, the first. Like, I saw Mission um, Impossible, Ghost Protocol. It's exactly the same It's thing. just the same thing, right? <laughs> no, it's about, about the guy, one of the first uh, paparazzi photographers, and he was uh, he, he couldn't go. Oh, Ron, really? Ron Galecki, or I think okay. I'm mixing Johnny Galecki with this guy. Uh, he, he couldn't go within 10 feet of uh, Elizabeth Taylor. Oh, he had a restraining order? And Dick Cavett was in this, yes. And Dick okay. Cavett told the story of uh, Marlon Brando, I think, punching this guy in the face and with, when Dick Cavett was there with him. Marlon Brando. Boy, boy, do I tell a great story about another story. Could you tell it again? I, I mean, I make it That's seem a- as if you, if you weren't <laughs> there. When I'm done telling a story, you know nothing of the story. You don't get the feel of it. It, it, you it feels ju- good. It feels super good. I try to do those like Kathy Griffin like things. Uh, oh, yeah. Certain t- I can't do it. Well, if, um, you know, I. She remembers everything. She, she has a great ear. She really does. And she tells an amazingly good story. And I, I enjoy her work. I don't enjoy the term the gaze or no, my. No, no one gaze. does. No. I don't even think no, my the gaze that. enjoy that. It, mm-hmm. it can't possibly be. It's a little fun. bit of an objectification. Yeah. Yeah, it just, it doesn't, I, um, but I, you know. My Jews feel the same way. About Do <laughs> my, 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 bla- my blacks is totally cool. Is that Are my right? blacks here tonight? That's it's totally a, acceptable. It's a, my ladies. Yeah. It's a, and my ladies are actually used so prevalently that I don't even think we notice it. Uh, so, Tom, I think Tom Jones is the one who. Uh, who first said that. And he also said my underpants. And because uh, people throw underpants at him. To this day, you don't have even to though, explain the references to me, Jackie. Do you know I that know my dad? Happening. I had breakfast with my father, who art in South Milwaukee, and uh, my father, which, uh, my father, who art in South Milwaukee. Oh, okay. How uh, would be his name? And we were sitting there, and um, my dad is a an aging horn dog, and is working the ladies right and left. He's a wolf. He is a wolf. He is a seventy. But the thing is, is about him, and Maria Bamford will will swear by this because he hit on her pretty hardcore. Are you kidding me? No. <laughs> oh my God. Are you? He wow. loves he loves a blonde lady in her um, early to mid thirties, wow. and late twenties. He'll go mm, twenty eight to thirty three. That's what he enjoys. And she's such a flirt. No wonder. You know what I'm well. saying? She's like, back it off, Maria. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? 
He hit on her and he hit on my friend Rochelle Sherbert, who he did not know was uh, in her in her 40s and uh, was too old for him, as he likes to say. Uh, but because uh, he's a piece of work, my pop. I love him dearly. But um, but he, Maria said, you know, I didn't mind how he hit on me because it was never creepy. It was very matter of fact. I'm hitting on you. If you were to want to get involved with this, uh, you could be hit on. That is not. That's creepy. And your dad is creepy all of a sudden. It's uh, no. It's, well, it's, it's nice. It's, it's nice. Uh, no, no, it isn't nice. But it, at least it isn't like he's. You, I've been hit on. The guys that hit on me that are creepy, who I'm sure hit on everybody. In a, I mean, th- these are people who hit on people creepily. I'm right here, Jackie. I, I remember. <laughs> you don't have to just say what you want to say. Yeah. It's, it's the creepy elbow squeeze. No, no, I did the old yawn the, thing. The, the old yawn. yawn. With the oh, yeah. Yeah. My father doesn't touch anybody. It's yeah. like he doesn't like he he hits on you. It's just it's very verbal. It's like, hello, I find you attractive kind of thing. It's a statement of fact. It's there's never any inappropriate hitting on. It's just it's 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 inappropriate because he's 107. Right. But, but, the, it isn't but the way he does it is above board. Right. It's very straightforward. Remember that time I said that I thought that, that you dropped some crumbs on your breast. No, yeah. That was wrong. <laughs> Pardon me while I no, check. I'm saying yeah. that would be a clumsy moment. Oh, that would be. Let me, no. Right. And the, let me check. Uh, what, did you need a massage of the inside of your vagina? I mean, just creepy dudes. Things like that. Things like yeah. that. Are, th- that would be a way not to get a woman. Yeah, like weird club owners who say things like, you want to come out to breakfast? You can mm. sit on my face. That's great. Like, I like that. that. It's a good, it's a nice... Oh, mustache rides. That's the greatest. That's a, that's mustache another. rides. Those kind of things. I'm surprised that we can even talk to each other after people come up with that. You know right. what? The it's worst the one ever. that goes... 1979. On. The worst one ever that I knew was the future of politics and comedy was not going to be good. <laughs> this was a bumper sticker from 1979. Oh, really? Ayatollah Asahola. That's all I needed <laughs> oh, to know. Oh, my God. Yeah. So there are perfectly, there are perfectly nice... Um, Ways to hit on people that are in a per- you know that uh, that are not going to be successful is I guess what I'm saying. Have you, have you ever seen your dad's? Is your dad married? Is your no, mom? He is he is divorced. Okay, have and, you ever seen and him it's score? never stopped him. It's have never stopped him, him being he... married. By the way, anyway. Oh, uh, oh, he's working it. But uh, <laughs> so. Have I ever seen him be successful? Score. Yeah, score. Uh, I have met several women that he is. He likes to inter- He likes to talk about it. He likes to introduce me to them. And I have. Uh, uh, it's too much. It's it too is much. too much. You're Do you know daughter. where the inappropriate is? This is the fact that I'm his daughter, and he's telling me about it. But he showed me. We were at breakfast, and this uh, is gross. But uh, we're at breakfast, and he shows me a text he gets from this woman who says, "I can't hang out today. I have cramps." First of all, who texts anybody that information? That is not okay. I don't, not even your sister. Uh, I say, uh, A, that's problem one. Problem two, why is he dating anyone who's menstruating? Right? Right? Yeah. Yeah, there should be no dating of anyone. Everyone should be 60 and above. Because oh, it's you supposed never to be half my... your age plus seven, right? That's who you're supposed oh, to be. Oh, you date. didn't see my whole one-man show about loving women's <laughs> when they're menstruating? Hilarious. Here comes the blood, I think it was called. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. I don't know what I'm saying. Because you know what? We started out this show talking about how we didn't like bodily function humor, and now we've come full circle. And it comes the blood. (laughs) It's so gross. It's got a like a George Harrison song to it, but I would rather uh, spend my life with Harvey Pekar and R. Crumb reading me their sad sack stories. Quite honestly, would you rather is a show? I saw it on TV. Did you know it was a show? Uh, I did not. It's a game show. I think I saw it. Or will you be on my sitcom where we're both airport cops? (laughs) 
Do you remember? That was I was so happy when they had that show. I had so they many jokes. LAX. Yeah. Because I had like such good material. Like, Tonight on LAX. <laughs> Excuse me. Do you know if there's another Hudson News? Yeah, it's right down that way. <laughs> LAX. LAX. <laughs> Uh, uh, is my did my upgrade come through? No, I'm sorry, but you can check out the game. Anti LAX. That was a show. It was on. Then they took it off. No, I know. I know. Ridiculous. I think. I think. I don't know what the show would be, but I travel all the time. And who's your airline? What are you wearing? Who's your airline? <laughs> I wish I, I just realized I'm supposed to have an airline. You never did that? I know it. You, had, you never took everyone the miles? Everyone else, everyone, including Augie Smith, who's going to be going up in mere moments, uh, is... Uh, I've taken everyone's time or something, haven't I? No, no. Did I screw it up? This is the best Eddie thing Eddie Pepitone ever. didn't show up? Eddie Pepitone has a cold, and unless you know, he's you the would best hear actor... Him. You would hear him. There'd be no way that Eddie Pepitone... I know that he can be... He's nowhere within 12 miles of here, because <laughs> I would hear him. You hear, I thought, okay. Oh, Kindler's up there. I don't know why he's Gilbert Gottfried. There would be shouting. There would be. Eddie Pepitone has a cold? Eddie, Pepe- Eddie Pepitone has a cold, ladies and gentlemen. It's very sad. It's very sad. But, um, but what I, my, let's talk about Eddie Pepitone's, our favorite bits. I like it when he yells from the audience, uh, Eddie! Eddie, how come how come you get emails from your sister that the, the subject line says "dear garbage"? That's a real heckle. That's a real heckle. I don't know how to deal with that. I wouldn't know how to deal. With that is the that is the greatest bit. The, the specific, is, yeah, the very specific how come heckler. You don't talk to your sister. <laughs> Why are you eating eclairs? That's what? a more that's a morning food. It's a morning food. So I have to separate Gilbert from. It's a morning food. Why do you dream about bees, Eddie? Why do you dream about bees? <laughs> I love Hollywood. I love Hollywood. I love it out here. Eddie well, Keller, why, why, how would a treat- cold affect him at all? Really? Uh, <laughs> why would that make him cancel? He, needs uh, to he be wanted on to lie bed. down. He wanted to lie down in a heap. He had to lie down in a heap. Sometimes when you have a cold uh, out there in Radio Land, uh, you gotta you gotta lie down. You, gotta you know what he got sick from? Tr- too much shopping for clothes. <laughs> <laughs> that guy rocks a sweatshirt like nobody's. Business, he's a clothes. What's it called when he's a, a clothing horse. rack? Oh, clothes horse. It's yeah. clothes horse. It's like it's like a- that's our show. Clothes horse. <laughs> We dress up horses. Oh my god! <laughs> because nobody is more dapper than you or I. Actually, you're you're a better dresser than I you. am because I have a wife uh, who knows how. Uh, I, look. I have a husband who's constantly telling me that he's trying to get me. A, he bought me a sparkle shirt, and I was like, I will wear this sparkle shirt, but I will be very uncomfortable in it. And it's hard to tell jokes when you're uncomfortable. Did you tell him to go out and look for joke clothing? Is that nope. what happened? No. <laughs> uh, if he would have, then he would have dressed me like Chris Titus with flames on the side. Then there would have been some sort of <laughs> hey. hey Hey, I can't let that. He can beat me up. See, you can say things like that. He'll Chris be, Titus he'll would punch be... me out so fast if he hears I Is laugh. he a hitter? Is he a hitter? He looks strong to me. He... But t- so tender in the sack. Anyway, um... I'm not, I'm not going to do that again. <laughs> I'm not going to have that happen again. Again. No, he's, um... I, I, I actually, I love his stories about his family because they're back so, off so of those. dark. Don't back away from that slam. No, no, I don't like that shirt he fucking wears. I'll, I'll own that till I die. That's a dumb shirt. He's going to give that. If he passes away, he's going to give you that shirt. It's a, it, it and you know what, what they'll put up at the Laugh Factory? That shirt is making people laugh in heaven. That's what they'll put up That's in the Laugh Factory. That's a great club at Laugh Factory. If anybody gets a chance to go down there, I mean, they really, they talk about doing it right. <laughs> 
there's nothing I like better than to pay $20 to do stand-up comedy. There's nothing I like better than having a factory in the name of something. <laughs> you know what I don't want to do? I don't want to eat at a factory. Cheesecake. I don't want to eat at a spaghetti factory. I don't want to eat yeah. at a cheesecake factory. Don't I don't want to eat at a factory. I don't like that. You know, I called up a cheesecake factory, and they said I had to wear rubber soles over there because of all the construction <laughs> going on. It's a, There was a sluicing room. And that joke never worked. I figured I'd squeeze it in here. Just to see one last time, just to make sure it wasn't happening. It's uh, seriously, I could talk to you for another three hours. You know, I used to Nehru Nehru jacket used to be a big uh, uh, go-to expression for me. Were you wearing a Nehru jacket? Yeah, and also Maynard G. Krebs. I used to like that as a reference. Jackie, should, you, I, should I just leave? Because otherwise, I swear to God, I don't think I, I think you have to yeah, have me ejected. No, there, yeah, yeah, we're uh, this is uh, this is the most fun I've had uh, in three weeks, and uh, uh, I have to tell you that that's uh, I've done a lot of things. What was funny three, three weeks ago? <laughs> hey, I uh, know it. That's your that's your way, Andy Kinsler. This is take, Augie, and this is I have not touched this water. Oh, that's untouched by human yeah. hands, ladies and gentlemen. Andy Kinsler, thank you, thank Jackie. You very thank much. you for having me. I'll be right over here in the audience. I'm switching. I'm switching to this mic right here. This is it, man. This is it. This is going to be on the podcast unless you don't want it to be. It is exciting. Let's do this, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, one of my favorite comics ever, Mr. Augie Smith. Thanks. Thanks, everybody. That's real sweet, yeah. Yeah, I'm with you guys. Where the hell's Eddie Pepitone? God. That would be awesome for him to tell those hysterical jokes like he was supposed to be here. That's seriously, that is the comic's nightmare intro. Of, it's like working in Tampa. Look, everybody, I know that you're expecting Larry the Cable Guy, and we're glad you're here. But please welcome some Jew from New York. This is awesome. Hey, I'm Augie Smith. I do stand-up comedy. That's real sweetie to say. And, uh, yeah, yeah. But tonight, we're not even talking about that. Tonight, it's all about love, people. Because for those of you in podcast land, if you were looking at my finger right now, you'd see that there was a ring on it, and that I got two months ago. I got married two months ago. It's sweetie. And uh, here's what I'd say to the world. Don't wait till you're 41 for your first marriage, everybody. You miss out on some stuff. For example... When you're a young man, her dad pays for the whole thing. At 41, I'm not going to ask the guy to pay for my wedding. I mean, he's my age, for Christ's sake. I'm not going to have him. I went to high school with the guy. The other thing is... Old guys, old guys, when you got married, you had it so easy. You, had it, you, you put on a suit, right? You'd say two words, I do. You didn't have to memorize them. They were there and you got there. You'd eat some shrimp, the whole thing was over. Now you know what they got us doing? <laughs> You gotta write your own vows, brother. Oh, yeah. Because apparently, our love is so goddamn unique that nobody's ever felt it before. And those old vows, you know, the ones written by God, they just don't cover the depths of the emotion that we feel for one another. So it's incumbent on Augie Smith, you know, professional writer for my job and everything, to describe love in a manner that nobody's ever thought of before. And thousands of years in literature and poetry and sonnets, those guys were fags. You know who's going to nail it? Augie Smith. That's going to who's nail love, right? Sure. For my job, I'm a writer. But the other thing, to be a good comedian, you have to be completely honest and vulnerable. 
I'm sorry, everybody, but honesty just doesn't work in the wedding vows. <laughs> Here's the thing. I would love to say that I'm going to love you forever. But when I was a kid, I thought I would love strawberry milkshakes forever, and now I can't handle dairy. <laughs> Look, I can say things with reasonable certainty. I can say something like, I'm never going to hit you. <laughs> but unfortunately, I've got to say I'm probably never going to hit you. Because here's the thing. Yeah, I've never hit a woman before, but I don't know what you're going to do. <laughs> Have you guys ever tried to work probably into wedding vows? It is incredibly difficult. This is awesome. Uh, uh, Andy Kendler. Uh, last time we saw each other, I was, had the worst ever audition for Last Comic Standing. It was the worst of all time. And here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to work that bit into this set. Yeah. Get in right now. <laughs> I'm uh, actually new to Los Angeles. Me and the wife, we moved down from Portland, Oregon. Thanks. Where we lived off of 39th Avenue. Although we don't live on 39th Avenue a- anymore because they changed the name of my street. They changed 39th Avenue to Cesar Chavez Boulevard. Now, Cesar Chavez was a great champion of the migrant worker. And now we're naming a street after him because we love him. First of all, I don't know that that premise is true. I don't know the name streets after things that you love. I mean, I don't love the number 39. As a matter of fact, I look at it as the least aggressive sexual position. But here's the thing about the number 39. It comes after the number 38 and before the number 40, therefore making the streets make some sort of sense. There is one universal language. It is mathematics. Why we have a constant need to take that out of geography in America, I have no idea. Fine. You know what? Every civil rights leader gives his own street. Fine. <laughs> but how are you going to order them? What, by their effectiveness? <laughs> I told you, man. I live on Jesus Boulevard. You're only to Al Sharpton. You're all the way across town. <laughs> sometimes cities do the streets by number, and then sometimes they alphabetize the streets. And the alphabetizing is a great idea until you're on F, looking for Q, wondering how many blocks that is. In your head, you're like, all right, F. (sighs) A, B, C, D, E. Because here's the thing. I'm not an idiot. I know the alphabet. I just only know it from one spot, right? (laughs) Which is why that roadside test is such crap. Do the alphabet backwards? No, Officer Sudoku. I can't do the alphabet backwards. Because it wasn't raised on Bizarro Superman planet. I was raised on regular planet where we do things in order. Besides that, I'm drunk. Don't ask me these questions now. Good God, I'll solve your puzzles tomorrow, Riddler. Who the hell can do the alphabet backwards? I'll tell you who can do the alphabet backwards. Late stage alcoholics that have studied for the exam. That's who can do the alphabet backwards. Yes, yes. That bit in my audition for Last Comic Standing <laughs> made Natasha Lajaro ask the question, um, I really like your cadence. Was that on purpose? <laughs> Did you just ask a spoken word artist if the rhythm of his speech was on purpose? But you see, you, you turned down a great goddamn bit. I think it would have killed. 
No, it, but it, I sucked that morning. It wasn't your fault. I'm not holding this against you. I've had some tough times in show business. <laughs> I was booked. I was booked to be a show on a show called the George Lopez Show. Yeah, you've never seen it unless you were smoking pot while watching Conan and lost the remote. But. <laughs> booked. I was flying to Los Angeles to be on my show. It was going to be on Thursday night. You want to know the heft of this show? Main guest, Raven Simone. Yeah, yeah. That's the weight I was carrying on the show. Coming to Los Angeles that day, they canceled the goddamn show. I'm not saying they canceled my appearance. The network was so afraid of the truth that Augie Smith was going to bring to the world, they canceled an entire show to stop the words from getting out. Jackie, there's no way this podcast airs. Somehow, they're going to come in and shut down this comic book store, start kicking over. And uh, here's the quick set I was going to do on George Lopez. (laughs) Nobody got to hear. At least the the first two minutes. This is the grabber. This is the grabber, everybody. (laughs) So anyway, I was uh, preparing for the evening, and I go to the grocery store, and I'm looking for condoms, you know, because look at me. And no condoms in my grocery store. And I asked the kid, I'm like, dude, where are the condoms? So I go, well, we have to keep them behind the pharmacist because people keep stealing them. Uh." (laughs) Here's the thing, grocery store kid. The people that are stealing the condoms are the people that we want to have the condoms. <laughs> Believe me, this policy will save you money in the long run. <laughs> hey, America, here's a tip. If you can't afford to have sex, maybe kids aren't a great idea for you right now. Maybe you should put that dream on the old back burner until you have an extra $2.29. Well, what are you saying, Og? Are you saying we should just give condoms to everyone? Yes. I'm saying we should just give condoms to everyone. Not only should they be handed out in schools, they should be handed out in cereal boxes. They should be dropped from the sky in a leaflet campaign. They should come in the inside of Easter eggs and Happy Meals. You should win them with the high score at skee-ball. And then it just got funnier from there. Thanks, everybody. I've been August Smith. Reporting a live show. My hat, my hat, my hat. They're dancing around my hat. My hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that? If it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Yay! Oh my god. Thank we you. why don't we just call that as the end of the show?